Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. We are eternally grateful to our Heavenly Father for how far He has brought us. We are grateful for what He has done for us. We are grateful for what He is doing for us. And we are grateful for what He is about to do for us. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man what God has prepared and purposed for us who love him, for us who are called according to his purpose. Most of the time, When things have not happened, we settle into the belief that it will not happen. But when we are dealing with God, we are dealing in His own time. His word says that in his own time, he makes all things beautiful. The Bible talks about it at the appointed time. At the time appointed. The Bible talks about in the fullness of time. So, this is to encourage you that the fact that something has not happened does not mean it will never happen. Because when we are dealing with God, we are dealing with His time. Sometimes we get so disappointed. We might have prayed for something for some weeks, some months, some years, and nothing seemed to be happening. Beloved, I've come to encourage you. In his own time, he makes all things beautiful. His ways are unsearchable. We cannot understand His ways. His ways says that His thoughts are not our thoughts. Neither is His ways our, our, you know, our ways. When we deal with God... We've got to understand that he is the only wise God. So most of the time we ask, oh when? Oh when? Oh when? Oh, 
the how and the when are in the hands of God. And we cannot play God. We just have to believe in him. Hundreds and thousands of years before the coming of the Messiah, Jesus, the prophets of old had prophesied by the inspiration of God that the Messiah was going to come. I'm sure every generation, they said, ah, is the Messiah really going to come? Hundreds and thousands of years. But in the fullness of time, the executive decision was taken in heaven. And the angel Gabriel was sent The two people, John, the high priest, and Mary, who became the mother of Christ. Beloved, the workings and the doings and the acts and the ways of God are not for us to understand. We just have to trust in him, believe in him, that he would do it. So trusting God is not easy because you come to a point and say, when, oh when, oh when, oh yes. This is the situation that most of us find ourselves and go through. Oh when. He would do it. I remember a time that the Holy Spirit told me when I made a request. He said, no problem. The request is going to be granted. But before the request is granted, you are going to go through hardships. So the first question is that, Lord, if you are going to grant me the request, why don't you grant me the request? Why should I go through certain hardships before I get it? Is it necessary that I go through? If you are capable of granting me, why are you not capable of removing the hardships? Beloved, these are practical, you know, issues regarding our faith. Beloved, and I went through the hardships. Everything just closed down. Things were so hard that at a point I went before God and I said, Lord, I think it's enough. It's enough. Enough is enough. The Lord heard my petition and granted my petition and granted that request I had put before him. 
One day, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, we have left everything and followed you. Peter was a very practical person. I was a fisherman. You told me you're going to make me the fisher of men. I left my business to follow you. And what is it? What is in it for me? And Jesus said something that can buttress this discussion that we're having this morning. He said, no one will leave mother and father and lands and houses for my sake and for the kingdom and will not receive a hundredfold return now but with persecutions and eternal life. So sometimes you read the Bible and you don't understand. Why would I get a hundredfold return but with persecution? Why is persecution necessary? Why should I go through all these persecutions before I get the hundredfold return? Beloved, the Bible talks about the God of this world, the devil, who will not allow us to have anything on a silver platter. We've got to go through a fight to get it. And Jesus said, since the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and it is the violent that take it by force. So when you are going through persecution, when you are going through trials, it is part of our lives as Christians on earth. But the good thing is that we have the victory as we stand in faith, as we fight in faith, we'll overcome. Because that devil is not going to watch and sit and, you know, for you just to grab things left and right. No, it will come with a fight. So David told God that teach my hands for war and my fingers to fight. When the devil was cast down to the earth, the angels in heaven said, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. And he knows that he has a little time, so he's really, really going to fight us. Beloved, that is the summation of this whole discussion this morning. I believe that this message is for someone. Someone listening to me. You need this message to encourage you. But you need to travail in prayer. The Bible says as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. We're in times that we need to travail in prayer.
We are in times that we need to stand up midnight and command things. Command things. Tell the devil to, to take his dirty hands off that which belongs to you. In the name of Jesus, take authority over that devil. Command him, oh yes, to, to, to cease his works against your life in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in James 4, 7, The brethren, submit yourself unto God and resist the devil and he shall flee from you. The devil needs some resistance through prayer. You and I will have to resist him in prayer. The devil, come on, take your dirty hands in the name of Jesus. Beloved, listening to me, this is the reality of our Christian faith. We've got to learn how to fight. Paul told Timothy, the spiritual son, that fight a good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Our fight is a fight of faith. The devil has already been, been defeated. So we are not fighting him to defeat him, no. But ours is a fight of faith to take back that which rightly belongs to us and to possess that which belongs to us. That is our fight. A fight of faith. A fight of faith. Beloved, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Almighty God, lift the light of his countenance upon your lives and grant unto you his peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, abide with us now and forevermore. Amen.